Welcome to Language During Mealtime. Certified speech-language pathologist and children's book author Becca Eisenberg brings you creative professionals from the language learning and children's education field. With these ideas, parents can help their children with special needs improve language and reading abilities. Hi, my name is Becca Eisenberg. Welcome to my podcast, Language During Mealtime, episode number 26. Today, I'll be interviewing Jaina Thatch. She's a physical therapist, advocate for the Cystic Fibrosis Foundation, mom of four, wife, and author of the book series, My Superhero Mind. As a mom of boys, Jaina's world changed when she had her daughter, Isla. When Isla wore superhero clothing, Jaina started to see her tenacious spirit, strong will, and determination come to life. So I also want to share uh, Jaina's website, which is janathatch.com. So Jaina, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you so much for having me, Rebecca. It's so nice to chat with you. I know. I'm really excited to you know hear about the inspiration behind your books and your stories. So maybe you could start off a little bit about Tell me about your book series, you know, what it's about and what inspired you to begin the series of books. Um, you know, well, like you said, I'm a mom. I'm a mom of four. Um, and I had two boys before I found out that I was pregnant with Isla. And when I was pregnant with Isla, I really started, you know, thinking about women in the world um, very differently. I thought about who... I wanted to be, I thought who she would see me as. I wondered about who she would emulate, um, who would inspire her. And I also really thought about, you know, the women that I kept close to me and the women that inspired me because I knew eventually that they would inspire her. So the book, the concept of, you know, um, empowering women and, and, and being, um, inspired by but by powerful woman really came about before she was born and so um, I really started thinking about it then and um, when she was born she was you know I'm sure I can resonate with any of those moms out there that raise strong powered um, strong world girls that kind of know exactly what they want to do um, they beat to their own drum and for me, you know, it was, it was really interesting to kind of sit back and watch my daughter kind of evolve into, you know, her own person, a, a young woman, essentially. Um, and when she was little, she did not resonate with being a princess. I mean, unlike, I mean, I know you're a lover of books, you're a lover of children's books, as I'm a lover of children's books. And yeah. so... You know, when you see your friends and their daughters resonating with princesses, I always resonated with Belle because I was in love with her in huge library. That that would be my passion, just sitting in a library like that. But with my daughter, what really resonated with her um, was being strong and powerful. And so I had to buy her all of these superhero costumes. She was Batgirl. She was Supergirl. She was Wonder Woman. And she was Ray from Star Wars. Like at school, if they would have Princess Day, my daughter went as Ray from Star Wars. And, you know, it, my, my girlfriends and I would kind of chuckle. We're like, that's Isla. Like, that's our little superhero. Um, and then um, she really kind of really started to feel powerful 
my oldest son was playing hockey at the time. She would um, find his hockey equipment and just put on his hockey gear and um, eat full mask and everything, which like if, if you see the book, the picture of the book yeah. um, was taken from the drawing is actually a picture of Isla because for a month straight, she just wore her brother's hockey gear. Oh, it's so cute. Does she and play hockey now? She's a figure skater now. So we're right oh, next wow. to the hockey players. And, you know, we live in Tampa and we're huge Tampa Bay Lightning fans. And she loves the Tampa Bay Lightning. So, um, yeah, she still has a love of hockey. And we're lucky enough to, you know, see the players quite often. So she lo- she loves going to the games. But um, she's really, it kind of inspired her to go into the world of figure skating. So that's kind of interesting, you know, what kind of, what we take in and what kind of inspires us and what kind of leads us on our journey and our path. Um, so anyway, so one day she was wearing her brother's hockey gear and she came and posed in front of me and she was like, literally with her hands like that, that's the actual picture of her. If you look at the cover of the book and she was like, mom, I'm so powerful. And I looked at her and I thought, Oh my gosh, she looks so beautiful. And I thought it was really kind of funny that I thought that. I'm like, wait a second, what? You know, as moms, we don't think that your daughter looks beautiful wearing, you know, your brother's hockey equipment, you know? But I realized at that moment, what was so beautiful about her was her showing me who she was. And so after I took that picture of her, because I thought it was quintessential Isla, I'm like, there she is, my superhero you know, finding her inner beauty and her inner strength in hockey gear, you know, so I'm embracing that for what it is. And it was great. She had a stuffed animal in her hand and she sat next to me and she started petting, you know, her stuffed animal and talking to her stuffed animal as if she were a mom and her stuffed animal was her child. And I, it was such a, I mean, it still gives me chills when I think about it now because I realized she was showing me who she wanted to be as a woman. You know, she wanted to be strong and powerful, but at the same time, she was kind and nurturing and mothering. And so I really thought, you know, it brought me back to that thought process of when I was expecting with Isla, you know, about powerful women and you know, strength and beauty. And she was kind of, she was showing me that she was that all wrapped up into one. And so I really thought about like, why do we think that as women, that being strength, being strong and beautiful are juxta, is a juxtaposition? Why are they opposing forces? You know, as women, we, we are that kind of all wrapped up into one. And as her three or four-year-old self, she was kind of, you know, showing me that, you know, through play and through her clothes and how she was interacting with her toys and stuff. And I just thought, I just thought it was beautiful. I thought it was a beautiful message. And I really just thought, you know what, I really have to share that. Yeah. I mean, I think that's great. I think it's also just embracing who your kids are Um, because, you know, my daughter also was never into princesses at all. And Mm -hmm. I think it's, it's great just to embrace about who they are. Cause even as young children, you see, I mean, you know, what they like and what they enjoy and how, and also what helps them gain confidence. And so one of the questions I had for you, cause you have three boys is right. how did the boys react to the book about, I like about, about your book series? Like what did they take from it as a, as a young boy? Cause I think, you know, cause a lot of times as parents are reading to, 
not just one child, we're reading to several children. And so for parents out there that may have boys that want to, you know, want to read the book or maybe have a girl and a boy. So I'm just curious about, you know, like what your boys have, like what were their perspective on it? When I first, you know, it's so funny because the book in itself and the poem has, has, it started out one way for me. It started out like, you know, um, coming up with this idea of like, or just kind of thinking about how my daughter was strong-willed. And that was the initial, initial message of it. And, and it's kind of taken on so many forms for me. And for the boys, I think it really has um, resonated with them in that, like, um, you know, it's kind of shown them that, like, mom's living kind of out her dream. Like, she always wanted to be an author and a writer. And, um, you know, if my mom's kind of doing it and my, you know, and you know, my, you know, they're, they're inspired by their father as well. But if my mom's kind of showing me that I can go for my passion and she's telling my sister to kind of go for her passion or, or whatever it is, validating who they are and what their dreams are, you know, um, if I think our children emulate, um, you know, their parents. And so if I can show my children that I'm trying to be the best version of myself, then hopefully I'm teaching everyone, boys and girls, the same thing. And I also, you know, you know, want my boys to learn to love and accept, um, strong women and, um, you know, stand beside them and walk with them. And, you know, for one day when they're, uh, fathers and husbands that, you know, your wife one day or your spouse will, is going to need love and encouragement as well. And so I think it's, I think it's important to teach little boys, um, to, you know, that, you know, girls can be more than just one thing. And, you know, it takes, I think it takes a really strong boy to walk along uh, a really strong girl and empower her and validate her, you know, to be the best version of herself. We talked about your boys, but can we talk a little bit about, let's say what, what your daughter Isla has taken from you writing the book? Like what was her take on you writing the book about her? She thought it was, she thought it was wonderful. And I think she really loved the fact that I was just validating who she is as a person. Um, and I think that's really important. Um, you know, I know you're a speech pathologist and I think it's really important and we have to be really mindful of, you know, how we speak to our children. Um, especially if we don't always see eye to eye with it, um, or really kind of understand it. I think, you know, in order to build a confident young woman, I think it's really important that I, that as a parent, you know, we kind of put aside, you know, our wants and our needs for our children and realize that they're, that they are their own human beings. And, you know, as long as we walk with them and support whatever it is that they're doing, um, I want them to be strong adults that are able to, that believe in themselves and able to make, you know, decisions for themselves. And so I think she kind of took from it that, you know, that I was believing in her. And as a woman, I think we also have a right to change our minds. And so, you know, one day she wants to be, you know, a ballerina. One day she wants to be um, a doctor. One day she wanted, she asked me if she could be the president. And I said, of course. And then, you know, that was a different conversation because <clears throat> she asked me if, why, if, well, I, I don't, you know, the press, I want to have babies one day. So, um, how can I be the president and be a mom? And I said, well, 
you know, the president is a father and a dad. So, I mean, if he can do it, you can do it too. So I think she's kind of learning from me that women can kind of do anything that they want. Um, and the world is out there for them to conquer as well. Um, and I believe that not just for my daughter, but I believe it for every, for every, I, I believe there's a superhero in every child. And I believe that as long as we're, we are, you know, um, fostering that inner sense of self and inner sense of self love and confidence, you know, to boys and girls, I think we're going to have a wonderful generation of young adults ahead of us. And so what are your plans for any future books? Well, my plans for future books, um, you know, I think we would kind of like to make it into a series at this point. Isla is inspired by her little brother. Um, Isla is also inspired by her um, little puppy, Frosty, right now. So, Mm. you know, I would like to take this book as a um, series um, and continue the journey of her childhood with her through her eyes. Um, and what makes her continues to make her a strong, a powerful, you know, little girl, you know, it's kind of, it's amazing as a parent, you know, when you get to sit back and you kind of get to relive childhood through your own children and see what inspires them. And so she's truly my muse. And so I'm kind of, you know, at the beck and call of her and, um, you know, it'll be interesting to see what she inspires me to write next because I think as she grows, the series is going to grow and we're going to come up with different topics. Um, you know, as you uh, go through middle school and high school, um, I think different things are going to come up and it'll be interesting to see, you know, how the series progresses as she grows into a young woman. And so has, has your career as a physical therapist, did that play anything with regards to writing this book? Do you feel like that influenced at all? Because like, let's say like, you know, let's say your, um, your, your need to write a children's book. Could you ever work with, have, did you work with children as a therapist or mostly I adults? I did. Okay. Most of my work was with adults. Um, but I think adults are children as well. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, it's what I always say. I never, yes, I I'm have- like, you know, never too old for a picture book. Absolutely. Um, And I always love to write. So I kind of wrote a blog, you know, about our life um, called The Doc's Wife as my husband was kind of going through residency. But speaking to myself as a physical therapist, um, and as you know, as a speech pathologist, you know, um, we have to engage in our patients and we are, we have to sit back and kind of see what we can get out of them and what we can get them to do, right? We kind of, facilitate, um, you know, different treatment plans with different patients and everyone is different, kind of like everyone is a different superhero. So as a physical therapist, I always had to change my game um, with every client that I had, you know, not everyone would be able to do the exercises the same way. Not everyone has the same personality. And so you would have to talk to different patients differently in order to have them understand why they were doing what they were doing or you know, even to motivate them to kind of get moving, you know, as physical therapists, as therapists in general, you know, as a speech pathologist, we have to be really, really creative sometimes um, in order to kind of get our message across. And so I kind of felt like that was such a great foundation for me. And it kind of encompassed my love of writing, you know, this series really encompassed my love of writing and my ability as a physical therapist to kind of think outside the box, 
And you really run with this, you know, superhero kind of mentality of my daughter, um, you know, in order to get her to, you know, be the best version of herself. As a physical therapist, we're trying to get everyone to, you know, improve their quality of life and be the best version of them. And usually it's whatever our patient, whoever our patient is, we have, we play along with that to bring that out and to stimulate them. And, you know, the brain is a muscle too. So if I can stimulate my daughter, if my daughter feels empowered, you know, as a superhero today or, you know, a ballerina tomorrow, and if I can make her the best version of herself, just like with our patients, we, you know, bring out the best in them. Um, you know, that's kind of, you know, how PT definitely played a role in, you know, helping, you know, my children, helping navigate my children through their childhood. So I think we can attest to that. Oh, go ahead. (laughs) But I also wanted to see, because I always like to ask authors what the process was in choosing an illustrator. Yes. Could you talk a little bit about that, about who your illustrator was and what the process was? My illustrator is Mernie um, Gallagher-Cole. And I essentially did, I did this myself. So I researched children's book illustrators and then I um, came across um, Mernie's work and her um, illustrations and her drawings were kind of uh, quintessential Isla. So I chose my illustrator based on the vision that I had and based on who um, whose depiction of children correlated mostly with not only my vision of this idea of my daughter as a superhero, but could uh, really capture the essence of Isla as well. So did you find her just through, because I know like this is one of the things that we talk a lot about because I'm, I'm part of a lot of, let's say, private groups on mm-hmm. social media for, you know, authors and illustrators um, and a lot of people. And I was just wondering, you know, everyone has different ways of finding illustrators. So did you just find her like just through like a private group or through a website? Because I know a lot of people ask me, that's like one of the most common questions is, you know, how do you find your illustrator? So I always like to ask authors that because I think, you know, there's a lot of people out there who want to write their children's books, but I think that's where they get a little bit, let's say, like they, they have to pause a little bit to find, okay, what they're looking for. And then how do I, you know, how do I find that illustrator? I literally just Google searched. Um, I, I have no reference to um, the literature world. So I just did a Google search myself um, and Google searched um children's book illustrators and I came across um storybook artists and um it's a website that has a bunch of children's book illustrators um I think there were a few websites that I came across that not coming to mind I wrote the I wrote the book uh probably a year and a half ago I went through this process so I can't remember all the other websites um but they had a, a list of artists there and some of their work And you were able to kind of scroll through and choose who you wanted. Um, But it can also, you know, when you write a children's book on your own, you know, you have to think of cost and you have to think of budget. And, you know, um, Mernie is wonderful. She does excellent work. I absolutely love everything that she's done for me. Um, But I, I think, you know, there's a lot to think about, especially when, you know, you're choosing who you want. to capture the essence of your book. Maybe you can even go to like, 
you know, local artists in your area. Um, I'm sure you can find um, you know, children's book authors can find, you know, maybe local artists or friends. Um, my children asked if they could do the drawings of the, of the book and, you know, even my husband. And so, you know, I think it's, you know, you have to kind of go with your gut and see, you know, what works best for you. Yeah, no, I agree with you because I feel like everyone has a different story behind right. how they found their illustrator. And it's, it's not always one particular thing. It's kind of just a feeling that you have that, that their art is going to work for your story. Um, I think, so. it, I think you know, as an author, I mean, it's such a collaborative work. I mean, you also have to have um, a graphic designer as well. You know, it's a process. So, you know, as an author, as a writer, you come up with this idea in your head and you have a vision and you kind of really need to search out and find the right people to help bring your vision to life. And so, um, you know, not only do you need an illustrator, you also need someone to help you put, you know, the words to the pictures as well. And there's a lot to think about. It really is a learning process. So if there are new authors out there, I really encourage them to do, you know, their research because, you know, a lot of times we just see the finished product, but um, there's a lot of legwork behind it. Yeah, no, I agree. Because a lot of times people ask me, oh, well, you know, it can't take that long, you know, because it, it's a, but people don't realize how much work goes into a picture book um, or how much work goes into any book. I mean, whether it's a picture book or a chapter book or, a gra- you know, graphic novels, um, you know, young adult novels and middle grade novels. I mean, So I've done picture books and it takes a lot, a lot of work. It takes, you know, a lot of collaboration between the author and the illustrator, um, but also getting those illustrations just right and -hmm. also getting the text just right. Because sometimes when you pull it all together, it may not, you know, you think it's going to look right and then you have to go back and you have to edit. Um, So, I mean, at least for my books, I mean, some... I think the least amount it ever took was about eight to nine months, but I would say on average it's taken about a year. And then for the other books that I've done, it's taken a couple of years to get done. Um, But I'm glad that we spent the time. And I think that's one of the things that advice that I would give to other people is, and I see with your book, with your book, you know, my superhero mind that, you know, it, it takes time, it takes patience and it also takes, you know, a lot of, it's not the type of thing that you just want to rush through. It's something you have to be very thoughtful about right. on each page and how you want it to look and how you want people to perceive it. Right. Absolutely. I mean, I think there, you know, sometimes you'll, you'll have a series of photos too. And then you'll think, oh, well, you know, is there any way to kind of break up these series of pictures? Because I would rather have text along with this photo and vice versa, or, you know, I see the color scheme as a little bit lighter or a little bolder um, or, you know, can we change this graphic altogether? Because, um, you know, there's one part where in my superhero mind, I, you know, I say I can even travel to places that are out of this world. And initially it was Isla on a rocket ship. And then I was like, you know what? I think we see that picture too often in children's books. So it's literally, I, now I went back to my illustrator. I said, can we draw her on the moon? you know, with a rocket ship behind her. So, you know, as, you know, um, you know, people that are creative and want to put your artwork out there, you know, you also kind of want it to be, you know, the best version of it as well. So 
I, as I agree with you, I encourage people to take the time and, you know, really make sure it's absolutely what you want and, um, you know, not to rush it because, you know, it, it truly is a process and it's actually, it kind of makes me think of my book because it talks about how everyone has their own superhero traits. And so just like writing a book, you know, we, we, you can't do it all by yourself. So you have to rely on your friends and we're all kind of better together as a community when we come together and we can work together because everyone has different, you know, um, wonderful attributes, you know, illustrators, authors, mm-hmm. graphic designers, and people in this world, we all have our, um, our, our God-given talents. And so, you know, let's embrace that and figure out ways that it, we can all bring it together. Yeah. And I just, I find it to be such a wonderful community of people. Cause I've connected a lot recently with, um, different therapists that are also children's book authors. So I've like found this. Yeah. We have our own group of just, well, we're speech pathologists who also write children's books. Um, but there's so many people out there. And I think what I always kind of go back to is that there's always room for another book, you know, because Uh your idea is always unique. You know, everybody comes, you know, comes to the table with their own unique idea and there's always room for more books. And I think as a community, we have to all support each other and help each other to get our stuff out there because, you know, what I always say, like, these are our book babies, you know, and this is our work and this is our creative outlet. And it, you know, and you feel emotionally connected to your book, especially when your book is about your children. I mean, you know, I'll say all my children books, like have something about my kids in it. You know, whether it's completely evident or it's completely like more something hidden, but it does, you know, I think every author feels connected or illustrator feels connected to their work. So I just, you know, I always say to everybody, like, I think it's great when we start with an idea and we want to get it out there. And I think once you start writing and you start seeing your, you know, your published work, it's something that's just so enjoyable and so fulfilling. And I don't know, I love reading books to, let's say, what's to my kids. Well, they've, they've definitely heard enough, um, but, <laughs> but they, they, could, they, they already have it. They have that down. Um, but let's say reading it during therapy, um, during my therapy sessions or reading it, let's just do doing readings at schools. Um, it's just the greatest thing. I mean, it really is. It's so wonderful to share your work. And so I'm so happy that you were on today, you know, talking about your work and how meaningful it was, how meaningful it is to you. And, I'm sure, you know, you're going to continue writing these wonderful books. So I'm just, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you so much for having me, Rebecca. I really, I really enjoyed our conversation. And, and yeah, I do, you know, I am going to do a few school readings coming up soon. I'm actually, I'm going to be in Barnes and Nobles next month. And so um, I, I hope to inspire, you know, my daughter inspired me and she's now inspiring me to inspire you know, other children as well to, you know, find their inner superhero as well. So I agree with you. You know, we all have these beautiful messages to share. And what I love hearing about your community, I think it's so great to hear, you know, other authors and illustrators supporting each other. I think we're all, you know, we're all better when we're all working together. So I agree. Exactly. So is there anything else you want to say before we finish up? Um, No, well, you know, 
there's, we have lots of exciting things um, happening. You know, I'm going to be taping another podcast in a few weeks. Um, you know, I'm going to be at Barnes and Noble, uh, November 14th here in the Tampa Bay area, 14th and 16th. Um, I am doing a few author readings at, um, some of the local elementary schools here. So you'll be able to see that on my website, um, janathatch.com, or you can also Google mysuperheromind.com. Um, you can find me on Facebook at Jana Thatch or Instagram at Jana Thatch, and you'll be able to uh, find not only myself, but Isla will be along with me um, as we share our message and, you know, hope to inspire um, boys and girls, you know, to be their best superhero that they can be. Yeah, and I think that's a really good point, too, that we want to inspire boys and girls. Absolutely. That, you know, girls could be, you know, girls and boys, you know, that we all have a superhero in them. And I think that um, that message is important for, you know, for everybody. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. When I talk to little boys about it, you know, and, and boys love superheroes. I, I say, you know, well, think of like your favorite superhero movie. Like there's not always just one superhero, right? Not one person can conquer the world all by themselves. So look at your friends and like, you know, look at their superhero qualities too, you know? So I, that's how I get the message across the little boys as well, that we all we're all unique and different and special and beautiful in the same way. So. Okay. And what, what is your daughter's favorite superhero costume? Um, well, right now she, for Halloween, she wants to be a ninja. So that, oh, that, that's a popular like, one. I'm like, like, yeah, we were ninja for like four years in a row. And I'm like, okay, it's time for something different. Yeah. <laughs> might be my superhero ninja. Um, but, uh, usually it's Ray from star Wars. Um, that's, oh, she oh yeah, she's very, you know, any, any, uh, strong, powerful girl that can kind of go out there and, um, conquer the world. Uh, she also liked brave, uh, the movie brave, uh, the, from Disney. Um, so, you know, that's who she resonates with women that, you know, go out there and, you know, are strong and powerful. So I hope to inspire all strong, powerful, you know, little girls and little children across the Tampa Bay everywhere. <laughs> well, thank, thank you so much for listening today. And thanks for, thanks for being on the podcast today. Uh, listen and learn with us at Language During Mealtime.